The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network, found in cyberspace at BICBP-radio.com. Christian, no, let's, how am I going to start it? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we were, we are live from Fayetteville Comic Con. Yes, sir. Today is Saturday, Rocktober 19, and we are recording our first of many segments, which will probably be, who knows, will they be one segment? Will they be a whole bunch? Tune in to the next one and find out. Find out next time on Power Rangers in Cyberspace. That's us, cowboy. So, so we're here. We got set, shut up. Uh, We got set up. Uh, last night, talked to some of the guys, talked to DJ Clash, who's DJing the event. We also talked to, obviously, Keith, who was on the last episode. And uh, we're sitting in a, a prime... Dude, we have a prime spot. And we have two tables, boy. Dude, here, here's what I don't get. We have a prime spot. And who the fuck are we compared to the people on our left and right? Nobody. Nobody. So let's paint the picture. To our right, we have... Two lovely ladies who are doing a was it there was Cosplay. three yeah yes. there was was three. it three there was there's three of them there's two right now, hence the confusion, that are sitting to the right of us doing cosplay. One's dressed as Baroness and one is, I don't know is she is that a bomber jacket? I don't know. Doesn't matter. And just beyond her is John Anderson, character actor of many movies. More recently, the Marvel movies, Guardians Two, and uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. And then we have Brian Shearer and Larry Hama of GI Joe, Past and Present. To our left, Sergeant Slaughter, man. The Hall of Famer. And Arn Anderson, also a Hall of Famer. Ask him, can you take his spot? No, because he gave that to Kurt Angle and then, or, that would be cool. No, 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 Kurt Kurt Angle? That would be cool, dude. But no, he gave it to Kurt Henning, who was amazing, but then through storylines and a bad storyline, turned on him and joined the NWO right, right after. But Christian, we're not here to talk about that. Who's beside them? Two tables away from us. The lovely and amazing Tracy Lynn Cruz. And Michael Copan. No, he's cool. I know. He's not the show compared to Tracy. For us, because we've met Michael already. Yeah, if you're here and you you have one of his donuts, they're very nice. I have not, because I avoid donuts like the plague. I need to, but it'd be what it'd be. But that's why, do you, that's why you do the DDPY. Bang! That was a little loud. Can it you do was. it? Can you do it again? But quieter. Bang. Bang. Anyways, so we're here. And what? you can hear the crowd. Yes. Uh, that's not just an effect. So we're here. It's midday. We have been busy this morning, running all over the place, talking to people, making some moves, making some deals. Mainly making me. some money moves. Yes, just me, mainly. The cool thing is we had a panel already. We, technically, we had one. I was late for one, so I missed my spot. The air took my spot. How do you think the panel went? Hey, there's Michael Copan. Hey! Is he wearing moon shoes? I don't know. They're cool, though. I saw him at the panel. They look pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't notice them. So, speaking, uh, that's where, exactly where I was going. The panel. I thought it went pretty good. I was great, man. We, it, it was set up like, uh, like, a, like a talk show, like a chat show, a Tonight Show set, if you will. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> Although Tracy did say that. <laughs> that's twice. why I said that. Twice. I was like, geez, Tracy. Like, where, 
And ahead of time, she said, regardless, I think it went great. I mean, you sat there initially as I, I don't remember what I did. Oh, I, that's right. I was bringing Michael and Tracy into the room. They sat down on the couches. I sat next to you. We asked a whole mess of questions, and then we then had we a Q&A. Q&A, fan Q&A, which was fun. A lot of amazing questions asked. I enjoyed the questions that we asked. Did you get all the answers that you wanted to get? Yeah, I mean. No, the answer is no, because then hopefully we'll get them back. Maybe they'll hear this, and they'll want to be on our show. Well, I already talked to Tracy about maybe coming over here. You uh, failed to mention this to me. I thought I told you. You told me that you signed that and that she signed something for you. I said, hey, we have a table over here if you want to have like 15 minutes to talk oh, or something. I did not hear that part. I just heard you say something about her keeping a morpher over there. No, I said, hey, if you have 15 minutes, you can come join me and Sean Fritz from Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Next time on Power Rangers in Cyberspace, Tracy Lynn Cruz. We hope. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know you know what I'm missing, though? Me? Work. Okay, we're actually trying to record stuff that we're not going to cut out. That's fair. I mean, we can keep that in. We didn't mention that in between Arn Anderson and Tracy Lynn Cruz is Butterbean. Oh, I, how did I miss that? Because I have a panel with Butterbean tomorrow. I know. How did you miss that? He was sitting, and I didn't see him beyond the crowd in front of the Sarge. Fair enough. Did you think that the Sarge would have a bigger line than Arn? I did not. I, well, he's a world champion, but... Yeah, but he was... But, no, and nothing against him, but backstage politics and whatnot. He was a transitional champion between Hogan and Warrior. And because he was heel at the time, he was doing that Iran, Iranian sympathizer angle, which I didn't... Looking back at it was dumb, but in the heat of the moment, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really aware. I, I was I was 91, so I was 8. I wasn't born yet. Isn't, that the, isn't he the cutest? I am the cutie. Yeah, with that voice, you're the creepiest. That's fair. It's true. Uh, have you seen a cosplay that you... Oh, anyway, back to what I was saying. So, yeah, he was a transitional champion because, I guess, Hogan to Warrior. One of them didn't want to do the job more than once. That's fair. So, so he was just a transitional champion. And, and, I mean, to his credit, he did a great job. He yeah. also had one of the few times that they showed the blue strap. You know how the belt is traditionally black leather? Yeah. It was blue. There well, was now also, it's red. Well, yeah, because it's supposed to be. But there's also there was also an orange strap. That was around the time they had the black and and eventually the white intercontinental belt, which has become a thing again. I like the white intercontinental belt, though. I do, I do a lot. I hated the one that the the Chris Jericho one where they redid it and it looked completely different from the Shawn Michaels razor. Are you belt. talking about the blue one? It was purple, I thought. We the might one be- that was like traditional in the Attitude Era. Um, I'll show you later. I don't remember exactly, but it, uh, it was, I didn't like it. But anyway, this is not hardly kayfabe, which you can also find on the BICBP radio network. The Bicep Network. The Bicep Network. Yeah, correct, Amundo. This is Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Live from Fayetteville Comic Con. The way you said that, it uh, sounded like we were signing off, but we're not. We're not signing off. We're just going to keep talking until somebody interrupts us. So have you seen a cosplay that you like? Um, there's been a few really good ones here. Guy dressed as a racer head from My Hero Academia. You can also find Anime Chronicles right here on the BICBP Radio Network. You know, a racer head was also a movie. I did. David Lynch movie. And so I thought that's what you were referencing. Yeah, I know. Okay. Because you don't watch animes. I don't. I don't even listen to the anime podcasts. Right here on the BICBP Radio Network. Yeah. 
Harumph. So speaking of that, I've seen a couple Power Rangers cosplays, mostly the muscle suits for the little kid muscle suits ones. Look at that dog over there. Just walked in. Is that Doggy Kruger? I don't know. There was a dog going crazy earlier, though. Oh, yeah. Those were. So Arn Anderson, and I think his wife, is here, and they brought two companion dogs. What are they, uh, service dogs? They're not service dogs in the sense of, like, emotional support. They're, like, emotional support. It's like basically my doctor said I need a therapy pet. A companion, yeah. But some people just get it for like uh, like flights and whatever. That's fair. Not so much. Anyways, yeah, they were. I'm over there talking to Tracy prior to the panel, like, hey, what can we talk about? What don't you want to talk about? What do you want to hit on harder than not? And all of a sudden, I just hear those dogs going ape shit. So tell you tell me what happened because I didn't I didn't see or hear it. I didn't I didn't see it, but they were over there just, and I'm like, what in the hell? Yeah, they were they were just going apeshit, man, just like nonstop, like. Rah, 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 rah. Oh no, they can play with those. That's what they're there for. We just had a husband and wife and their two ki- uh, three kiddos. They were we have well, Christian. They were grabbing everything that was on our table and but Christian. Let's paint the picture of what we Christian, have. Christian, that's what I was. I'm getting there. I'm a I'm an artist. If you let me. Artiste. Artiste. So yeah. Towards the end, we have the Red Ranger helmet from Power Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You might know it best as on the head of Austin St. John. You didn't think I was going to let you do this without the original Red Ranger, did you? Secondly worn by Steve Cardenas, uh, who, if you listen to the RockCon episode from 2018, he uh, he was on there. He, he was. He, he came by and he was, honestly, he's like, the whole weekend, he's like, I don't do interviews for podcasts. I don't do, and then and he's like, fuck it, I'll go over there and talk to those guys. So I'm like, check out that cosplay. Someone is wearing a, an Infinity Gauntlet dress. That's hilarious. Okay, that's pretty cool, actually. I like it. That's got to be custom, right? I would hope so. The Legacy Red Ranger helmet put out by Bandai last year, or the year before. Yep, and then in front of that, we got two copies of Power Rangers, the Psycho Pad, which recently just released. One of them's mine. One of them's mine. And we also have one, normally we have two, but we have one in Space Morpher. The other, you might ask, is over... It's being babysat by Tracy Lynn Cruz. I know she's babysitting my baby. And oh. In Space Morpher is my baby. But the new thing that we uh, newly added to the, to the, uh, the, 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 what is this, the convention? The, the, t- the convention, convention display. display. There we go. Is what, Christian? A five-pack of what? The Psycho Ranger data cards, which came in from... Uh, the internet. It was like BD15 prop, something like that. They're they're solid. I was impressed when you when you uh, busted them out. Yeah, because you, you were like, house. I figured you thought they were eh, they're gonna be okay at best, and you're like, oh, these are good. They're very good. They're quality. I, I like them a lot. I might actually get myself a set and just kind of. Well, let me tell you the bad news about that. They don't sell them anymore. That was the last one in stock. They said they need to make more. They do because I want to order one. Because I was gonna buy two sets, one to keep, one to give away here at Fayetteville Comic Con, but. But not gonna happen. Yeah, because I only have one set, and you ain't getting my only set. Or a part of a set. Yeah, and, or you're not just taking one. Because we don't know what you're going to do with them. Are you going to reactivate the Psychos? Yeah, you again? could do that. Oh, speaking of which, God commented on my status. Oh, nice. Uh, Bruno from MMPR Toys. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. He was like... Was he wearing a hat? I hope so. <laughs> but I had posted... You know I share everything in a bunch of groups. And he was like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but keep those safe. And I'm like, I will. I don't want any Psycho Rangers running around. He's like, no, we don't. Oh, was that his only reason for saying it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he meant like there was a another reason that. It was I, just a joke. It was, 
It, it's, it's acknowledgement. I'll take it. I God like acknowledge it. me. I like it. The toy god himself. The man with a whole, effectively a whole house of toys, which don't we all aspire to be to do that? Because yeah. I, I do, quite honestly. And then we've got a series of morphers. Uh, we have the uh, the Keytizer, uh, Super Silverizer's cell phone. Super Silverizer. The Battleizer from In Space to complement the Michael Copon appearance, the Chrono Morpher. And the Omega Ranger Morpher from SPD. Mm-hmm. The Vroom Vroom. Vroom Vroom. And then the uh, additionally the five Mighty Morphin Power Coins, plus the Silver Morpher and the Gold Dragon Morpher beside it. Then we have just all of our audio equipment. I mean, that, if, if you come to Fayetteville live and see, and see us live, then you will see our setup. It's quite nice. Uh, and I also have some stuff over here on the other side. It's just some uh, friend of mine makes chain mail wearable chainmail stuff. She made some bracelets that are in the Ranger theme. Their main colors, uh, red, black, green, yellow. You want a high five or something? I had a question. Yes. Can I wear one? If it fits. If you find one, they're different sizes, so you find one that fits, you could I wear I thought it. one size fits all, like like pants, right? No. But they're chainmail, and uh, you can come by and get one. They're pretty cool. I had her make them especially for Fayetteville. And uh, if you're into D&D or if you need a 20-sided die, she made some necklaces as well. That so we got them too. Yes, sir. We also got a bunch of Marvel boxes that Sean is trying to get rid of because he's like, why do I have these? No, it's not why do I have these. It's I don't have enough space for all of these with the other ones that I also have. So that's why I got them. Some of them have moved. The Deadpool ones have moved. You know, I'm pretty jazzed about that. You know, come buy them. I'll give you a sweetheart you're deal. jazzed. Jazz hands. I'm jazz hands about them. So, uh, yeah. So I think, uh, what else do you want to talk about? You want to put a pin in this? You want to keep going? Pin in what? Pause and come back later. I mean, we can or we can keep talking. I mean, we're here live at Fayetteville. What else is there to say? Where'd Copan go? I think he kind of just disappeared on us. I th- he's got trap doors or something. Pulled a Houdini. The rapper? Huh? The rapper? The magi- magician? Is that him right there? Just kidding, it's not. Dude. Hey, I forgot they got beer here. <gasps> All right, I'm going to pause this. So we'll be back. So that's that's that. Okay. Oh, oh, hold on. There's can I a, come join? No, hold on. There's a train that you can go if you want. There's a train that's running through the um, of various cosplayers and uh, just ran by and doing wild, crazy, downward thrusting hand gestures. I don't know what that's all about. You never seen that? Vo- uh, it was like, it's like some, I don't even know what it's from, but I know I've seen it before. It's probably a wedding video. Probably. We just had a fun fan interaction. And uh, here comes uh, SpongeBob. It's it's like a SpongeBob. I'm let me finish. Let me let me figure out this out. Let me play it out. It's like a SpongeBob grocery bag as a mask, and then he's just wearing clothes that SpongeBob would wear. Can you do the SpongeBob laugh? No. Can you try? No. I want to hear you try. Hi yeah 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 yeah. That's Mr. Krabs. No, that's. <laughs> I hate you, you dickhead. <laughs> I, I, I picked up on what you were doing after I did it. I hate you. <laughs> Just remember who can edit and who can bleep everything out. I mean, that's fair, but you need to keep that in. I will. I want to cosplay as a giant can of Red Bull. Why don't you cosplay as a... Uh, a podcaster? As, yeah. Done. Speaking of which, you're not wearing your Power Rangers in Cyberspace shirt. Sure am. You just put that one over on? I put it over it when I, when I did. Oh, so the second panel that I did was uh, I played comedic relief for the Josh Herndon, Herd, Josh Herdman panel. Greg Goyle from Harry Potter. 
and okay. I played Q and A mostly because I had to go to the bathroom real bad, and I was late, so I didn't get to go up on the couch. Mm. But I, I, I got my comments in. You always do. Sean Fritz, I do what I want. Yeah, but I mean, by the time we come, th- or by the time this episode comes out, you know where we'll be at. Back at my house because I'm gonna put this up tonight. Oh uh, well, we'll event. Well, two weeks or three weeks from now, we'll be at Ranger Stop. Jeez, is it that soon? Yeah. Damn. Speaking of which, hotel. We'll look at the hotel when we're not recording. That's fair. I know. So, what what is your favorite thing that you've seen so far? I honestly haven't. Been, oh, there's an April O'Neil cosplay. That's awesome. From the Turtles. No comments. You about to get certified, certified. Damn it, he did it. Honestly, the best thing that's happened so far today was waking up on time and getting here early enough to uh, kind of peruse. I didn't really get a chance to even look at any, what anybody's selling right now. But, I mean, we had an awesome fun and fun panel with Tracy and Michael. We got here at 9, and just before 10, Arn and Sarge and Slaughter rolled in and uh, talked to Sarge for a couple minutes. And he asked what we did. He asked if we were Power Rangers. And I was like, no, we're fans. That's about as far as we get. Are you talked to Sarge? I did. I talked to him for a few minutes. Uh, I let him know that I have a megaphone. What do you say? Let me borrow it. He laughed and I said, uh, "I'm pretty. Fr- I'm pretty certain you're quite familiar being behind one of these." And he's just laughed and said, "I. I very much am. Hopefully, I won't need it. But in case these maggots get out of line, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, he just drifted right back into drill instructor because you know he was a, he was a marine." Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. He is a marine, just retired. Because once a marine, always a marine. Semper Fi. Do or die. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't really seen much beyond our little corner here. But we have prime real estate. We do, man. I, I'd love to talk to some of these folks. Uh, are we going to go to the VFW tonight the or one of the events? I mean, who's driving? I can drive. I mean, I mean no, it, no, that's it's literally two miles from here. It would make no sense for, for us, us, to to walk? Go, us to go back to your house, get my car, and come back. Yeah. You're driving. Your decision. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, it's it's a group decision. I'm good with whatever, as long as I can get drunk. We can, we can. I'll tell you what. Let's go. Let's see if we like it. Let's check. Let's feel out the vibe, and then let's come back. If or um, by come back, I mean leave and come back the next day. Yeah, we'll just leave our stuff here and. Yeah, most of it. All right. Well, Mr. Mr. Christian Ingram, the Power Rangers guy on YouTube.com. Um. Yeah, we're gonna sign off. We'll let Sean have a chance to go talk to Tracy if he wants to get something signed. Maybe. I'm gonna go explore. Um, I'll stay behind here. All right. uh, So uh, we're signing off for the first half of the day at Fayetteville Comic Con. Yeah, here in Rocktober. Rocket-tober. Rocket-tober. Let's rocket-tober. Let's rocket-tober. Fayetteville Comic Con. Welcome back to day two of Fayetteville Comic Con. I am Sean Fritz on special assignment. (gasps) You're Sean Fritz? I am Sean Fritz. I'm Steven Fritz. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Ironically, this wasn't planned. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brad. Brad, do you have a last name, or is it, are you like Madonna and, and Cher? And no, I'm not that popular. Yet. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson? Yeah. Okay. Not as cool as Fritz. Yeah, not as no, cool as Fritz. of course not. I mean, it's like Fritz squared here. I feel right. like the odd man out. Well, you are on the end of the table. That's true, but I'm still bigger than both of you combined. I am technically on the other end of the table, so <laughs> it's we're, we're kind of in the same boat, but don't tell anybody. Well, you know, it'll be a long boat. We're going to need a bigger boat. Definitely. Yeah, especially with Brad on the end. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we'll have to... Yeah. I think boat semantics. We can let everybody else figure that out. Right. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, we're here at, uh, day two of Fayetteville Comic Con. I'm here with Stephen and Brad, uh, gentlemen. Uh, I'm 
you guys are uh, an exhibitor here as well. Uh, tell us uh, what you're here with and uh, what you guys do. Sure. Uh, my name is Sir Stephen Fritz. I'm a knight with the Knightly Order of the Fiat Lux. We're a charity organization that raises money for special needs children's charities like the Autism Society of North Carolina and other charities like the Wounded Warrior Project. And the way that we do it is we get dressed up in armor. We go out to events like this and like Ren Fairs and we beat the crap out of each other with swords. It is unchoreographed sword fighting. It is real knights and real swords. And when you're real lucky, there's real blood. It's not real smart, but I'm told it's real fun to watch. I don't know really because I usually see it from inside a helmet. Uh, that's kind of us, right? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, our 501c3 is based in education, so we do try to go out and lecture at schools, serve our communities, you know, try to talk a little bit about the history of the, uh, the Middle Ages, uh, you know, talk about armor, talk about, you know, stuff like that. Try to expound knowledge. Well, I must say, just looking at you guys, and, and Christian will get some pictures, and we'll put it on our Instagram, at Power Rangers in Cyberspace, which you guys are, um, I'd say, a little bit before that time, at least in your regalia. Um, for now, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you guys are, are dressed up, uh, looking more of like a, a, a pseudo-Assassin's Creed-inspired uh, attire, maybe a little bit more... Theoretically, maybe made um, famous by. Yeah, I think yeah. made famous by is, is a good way to put. It. Like theoretically, we're we are uh, reenacting. You know, we're we're also a historical educational society, so we're trying to reenact uh, historical accuracy as much as possible. But the reality of that is, we basically try to make things look as cool as they can, and um, you know, just to inspire inspire interest. Um, and 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 so yeah, the the. Thing that I'm wearing right now is more along the lines of I thought it would be really cool to have leather and metal sewn together into this pretty little surcoat deal and and yeah so yeah. well well we, we do try to kill each other as safely as possible so we actually do have safety guidelines we have to follow that is noble of you well we try <laughs> I mean we, we, we tried fighting to the death but then we found that our turnover was really high and yeah it was the really reality hard to get is we recruits. just can't get another show yeah. at the end of the day if we kill each other so yeah. the turnover is only when they're alive and before the final strike right well yeah I mean second place is death so yeah first loser <laughs> biggest loser right <laughs> exactly Indeed. so yeah obviously we can't be completely historical because of safety regulations and stuff like that. There's but, a theatrics to it. Yeah, very much so. We, we do try to cover a, a period of Western uh, history. Uh, so basically you're kind of looking at the transition period, roughly 1250 A.D. to 1350 A.D., where it was roughly the, the, the time of the Hundred Years' War. That's where you transitioned from male on the battlefield to plate on the battlefield. Okay, okay. Um, uh, as far as, as um, what you're wearing, so Stephen, you told us, you know, is is there what what yours inspired it, Brad? I would imagine it's probably a similar, uh, yeah. similar theme. So uh, we're we're both kind of wearing what would be called an, an armored surcoat. So uh, during the Crusades, the knights that that marched into you know because it, it was full mail, full full metal, shining out in the open, which is fine in Europe where it's generally cooler. You take that same idea into the desert, not so much. So they came up with uh, with surcoats, where basically you just put a, a, a layer of cloth between your armor and the sun. They actually lost more casualties to heat stroke and heat exhaustion than actual fighting. And so once they realized that hey, this is another layer of protection that we can start messing with, they started adding plates. You know, made it out of leather stuff like. Like that just to, uh, just to reinforce it and so these are kind of both offshoots his, his is more historical uh, of what a, a an armored surcoat would be uh, mine of course I had a little flair just because you know I build the stuff so of course I have to have the coolest suit I mean come on well it's more of a brute suit than that's also fair I, I like I mean style. I, I know that I'm very uh, 
timid looking, but I, so I try to amp Hell that yeah. up and, and be a little bit more intimidating right. on on the stage, just because I need that extra little bit out there. Because I just I, I, uh, yeah. I still think that mine looks cooler than yours is. I know it's infused with more actual blood. So Th this is true, but it's your own blood, so that doesn't count. Oh, that's true. It is shameful. It, it's more. It's like um, <laughs> I would liken it to a uniform that you don't wash because then it's unlucky. Oh, well, actually, hat. ironically, that is the most historical part about us oh, is okay. the smell. Yes. <laughs> but the smell is more modern as opposed to it's not festering for a couple hundred years. Well, that, fair enough. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Leather, metal, and sweat has a very unique uh, smell to them. I can, I, I, sure, I believe you. <laughs> I don't wear metal line well come uh, pants, come sit so. downwind and you yeah know, you'll yeah you'll figure it out <laughs> no i'm good i'm good i'm gonna stay over here on the other side of the divider <laughs> that is fair enough beside the celebrities and you guys can go yeah. over there by the stage and well, sweat well, luckily fair i'm enough. not burdened with intelligence so i don't have to worry about that i get hit in the head a lot mostly as, by this guy as we do yeah probably you know i mean that builds friendship and character right well yeah sure yeah so as far as suits go uh outfits and such uh, are these the only ones that you guys have, or do you guys have multiples that you uh, interchange? Uh, well, I'm actually, in the past seven years, since, like I say, since I have been building armor for so long, uh, I've actually transitioned through about seven or eight suits that I've built. I still have, you know, scrap pieces laying around. But, you know, uh, as far as historical goes, I, I've kind of, you know, cannibalized the old pieces to make new suits. Uh, we, we try to... I think that's historically accurate too, right? Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. Uh, and so we would actually, um, we, we try to have extra pieces out just so we can suit up new guys, because armor is expensive. Yeah. And so while they slowly build their kit, we try to have extra pieces avail available for them to train in and to get, get used to fighting. Hand-me-downs kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I've found also that as I've gone through fights over the last several years, you know, you find what kind of works and what doesn't work for you, and so pieces get swapped in and out. Um, this is this is the culmination of ten or so years worth of fighting, and so I've had different pieces of leg armor. I used to fight in chainmail. I don't fight in chainmail anymore. Um, I used to have a different set of gauntlets. After a few broken fingers, I got some different gauntlets. Um, you know, so you basically go in, and every fight is a learning experience. Pain is nature's teacher, and you learn uh, you know what bits need to be covered up a little bit better, and what is and isn't working. Makes sense. What um, so you said that your your suits kind of ebb and flow, and, and as they so, um, Brad, I'm looking at yours. Does your uh, I know you I noticed you have the, the torso, but then you have you know a shoulder extending down to the elbow, and then you have an elbow plate, and then you have leather on your wrist. Are those do you have interchangeable pieces for those? Or uh, is no, this, this is actually all one piece. It's all riveted together into one piece. The the arm itself can come off. Uh, and, and like I say, with, with the safety guidelines we have, we do have uh, parts in place, like anywhere a bone is protruding, like the elbow or the knee, it has to be 16 gauge mild steel. Uh, you know, for the, the helmet, for the gorget, for the neck part, it has to be 16 gauge mild steel. Because uh, yeah, like I say, we, we don't actually want to hurt each other, it does happen, but we, every, like I say, we, we change the rules up as injuries happen and, and try to do it a little bit more. But this is actually all one piece because it's custom fit to me. Uh, and again, I, I know I kind of have that general everybody type body, so you know I could probably swap out gear regularly. But again, being an armor, that's one of the perks is I get actually custom fit my stuff to me. The joke here is that Brad is a uh, about six foot, maybe five ten, five eleven, and he's a very hulking man. I would say if Triple H was the size of um, Goldberg. He's kind we of call a melding him, of the two, I would say. We call him <laughs> Sir Brad the Tiny in the ring. Yeah, but don't let my name fool you. In real life, I'm actually quite large. 
Yeah, it's it, it's your costume makes you look smaller, right? Well, it, it's the padding, you know, because oh, yeah. you, you wear the, the gambeson underneath it. It really bulks you up a little bit. Yeah. Now, I, I actually, like say, I'm like 6'1". I weigh, weigh 400 pounds without the armor. Mm. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I, it, it's still mostly muscle, cross fingers. A firm um, 400. <laughs> yes. And, and then, of course, you know, the, the suit itself weighs between 100 and 130, depending upon how much, you know, I'm, I'm geared up. So I'm literally a quarter ton of flesh and steel up on that stage or, you know, out in the list field fighting these guys. And they still get out there and fight me. And it, it is just amazing. It's fun. It's because they know they're not going to die. Well, I'm not sure that we know that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. Accidents can happen. So, yeah. and they and they do. There was a fight a couple of years ago where uh, Brad and I were fighting longswords, and I came in with a thrust, and the thrust popped up underneath his gorget and stabbed him right in the throat. Ooh, and uh, yeah. I legitimately thought that he was going to die, which would have yeah. been, on the one hand, sad because I would have killed my friend, but on the other hand, I would have killed a man with a sword. So, and I, I wouldn't have begrudged him that because yeah. I'd have died by sword. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I so. Um, what does that was a great great back and forth i loved it that's i love tangents that's what our show basically is it's one long tangent oh wait till i'm another. drunk uh -oh. it's not quite noon <laughs> well you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning true six o'clock at night is the uh six p.m is the two a.m of day drinking <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah i like that um but uh what would uh you know, factoring in, factoring out the, you know, well, I, I'm going to take this existing piece and move it into that piece and, you know, change this, this sleeve out for another sleeve or replace this, this rivet or that pad. What would a full suit time-wise take to construct? Um, back in my, my heyday when I was actually doing this full time, it would take me about roughly about 80 to 120 hours of work. Um, to do a full suit, full metal. Uh, like I say, I've, I've been pounding for 20 years. I did it all by hand. Uh, unfortunately, I now have arthritis all down my arm, so I can't do the deep dishing like I used to. Uh, so that's why I'm transitioning out to leather more, so I do more leather work. You know, like I say, if, if I was a, a more intelligent person, I would you know stop doing this sort of thing and say what little body I have left. But luckily, I'm not burdened with intelligence, so I, I'll keep doing it as long as I can. But you know, I'm just kind of switching out a little bit like say doing more leather work doing smaller plate work so i don't have to do as much pounding as much dishing stuff like that so it, equivalently yeah it's about the same like with uh the sir stevens surcoat here uh there's i want to say a hundred little plates two inches by three inches on his front and back each one of those plates have four holes in it i see so, the rivets yeah that's yeah, yeah i didn't notice that at first yeah so well this is where the idea of uh what, uh, the the leather studded leather oh, yeah, uh, for, yeah, yeah. for for gaming comes in it's it's was actually they they saw the pictures of the brigadine or the armored surcoats like this and saw the rivets sticking out what you don't see is the plates underneath and so that's where the idea it's of deceiving yes very much so sneaky yeah yes clever uh what so 120 hours upwards uh give or take what how long uh, and steven feel free to chime in here too how long sir steven pardon no disrespect intended. It's quite all right. What uh, <laughs> I get enough disrespect from Brad. I'm, I'm used yeah. to it. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. like al anyway. yeah, right. along yeah. with the names. Yeah. <laughs> well, although I, I do like, uh, if I could suggest, take this. You could take this with you. House of Sir Stephen, House of Fritz. I like that. I'm, 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 I'm down with that. We can, we can have a horde. We do have a horde. We have the Fritz horde. I have a lot of children, and we have been known to kind of level the occasional village because they are rambunctious. So that would be the living room, correct? 
the playroom? Most of the time, yeah. I, I picked up on the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would, what would uh, so that, that 120 hours, is that, do you, you don't do that straight, no sleep? Oh, no, no, is goodness, that, no. Is that over six months? Is that over a year? It'd be over about a month, yeah. A month, wow. Yeah, I, if I spent full. That's a full-time job. Still. Well, I used to run a, yeah. an armory full-time, oh, okay. actually, okay. yeah. That was the full-time um, job. Yeah, right. yeah, like say, now it would take me much longer. Uh, now uh, I'm actually building him a, a second uh, suit. And I think the plates have been sitting out in my shop for about a month now. So, yeah, it, it'll take me a, a smidge bit longer uh, now because I, I actually have to work full time at a real job just so I can afford to play. But That's the unfortunate part of this yeah. is that it is a, a part-time hobby sort of thing. Uh, I'm glad that Brad does it. I have no idea how to build any of the armor. I just like to use it and come out and beat yeah. on people because... It's fun. Yeah, we're, we're all volunteers up there. Like I say, this is a charity organization. We're all volunteers. All of this, all of our armor, all of our accoutrement, all of our props, it all comes out of pocket. Uh, and so all the money we take in, we give right back out to, to charity. Do you have a specific charity that you guys work with, or is, there, is it just well, a local one to you guys? Because you said, we talked earlier, uh, you had mentioned that you were a nationwide with local chapters. Yeah, we, we leave it up to each individual chapter to decide how, you know, what which charity they're going to support and, and how they're going to do it. Uh, our, our biggest contributor that we give to is the Autism Society of North Carolina, mm -hmm. specifically Camp Royale out in Pittsburgh because they just do great work. Mm -hmm. um, the With, with Ulf Bear, our, our primary, since we're mostly veterans anyway, uh, we, we do the Wounded Warrior Project. Thank because, you for your service, by the way. But, uh, yeah, we... Like say, and we, we've used a lot of the Wounded Warrior Project services and stuff like that, and they're, and they're real great with helping you transition out of that military life back into civilian life. And mm -hmm. so it's just kind of our way of, of giving back. Paying it forward effectively. Yeah. The Triangle chapter in the Cary area, which is the chapter that I'm with, we have, um, we have a lot of gamers who came to it. You know, everybody kind of comes to this from a slightly different perspective in life. And um, we had a lot of gamers who were interested in starting a chapter up, and those guys, um, for whatever reason, you know, they had some family members that um, the Autism Society is the one that spoke to them the most. So the Autism Society of North Carolina is uh, tends to be Triangle Chapter's primary charity. Those are two, I think, two really great charities for people that need assistance in very in different ways. That's why they're charities. And there's only so much that we can do, so there's men, uh, there's a million other charities out there, and we are always recruiting. So if you are listening and feel like you want to become a knight uh, and want to beat on your friends for charity, look up the Knightly Order of the Fiat Lux and contact us. Is that? Do you guys have a... Facebook, Instagram, a YouTube channel, anything or an email address. We are actively looking for uh, we are actively looking for a social media director at the time. So uh, uh, we have an email address that probably the easiest one to remember is triangle at tkofl.com. Tkofl meaning the knightly order of the Fiat Lux. And I'll put um, I'll put a link. We'll put a link to that at least on our Facebook, if not on in the description of, of this episode that when we put it out. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, e each chapter does have their own uh, Facebook page where we're Knightly Order Fiat Lux Ulfbert chapter. We do have a YouTube channel. Unfortunately, like I say, we're just not tech savvy. <laughs> so I, uh, there, there's a couple of videos on there from years ago. I think we'll probably try to reactivate that yeah. and throw a couple of these videos up there and just kind of get it going again. Yeah, too many of us are old people. We need some yeah. uh, younger folks to come in and be tech savvy and also be a little bit more spry in the ring. That's true. <laughs> yeah, double, full double duty. Yeah. <laughs> Put the business suit on during the day and the uh, t-shirt and the hat and Right. Stare, stare at, a, stare at a, a, a wizardry box at night. Absolutely. 
pretty much. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, what else do you have to got? You guys are here at this convention uh, in Fayetteville. Uh, are you guys? Where are you guys going to be at next? If people want to follow you, we're or going to be you? at a, the Myrtle Beach Renaissance Fair here in a couple of weeks. Um, that's the next event that's on our calendar. We've got here in Fayetteville. Uh, our local chapter is going to be at Hugger Mugger on Saturday nights. Uh, I will not be there because my son is getting married, and people tell me I prioritized all wrong. But what are you going to do? Um, and then, well, do you have more than one son? I do. So I, therefore, they're yeah. right and you're wrong. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, but uh, I think that kind of wraps up our winter schedule. We're going to be winding it down, and uh, we'll be more active again in the springtime when, when the weather starts getting a little bit warmer. Brad, do you have a different schedule? No, it, it's usually about the same. Uh, my chapter actually broke off from his chapter, uh, and so we, we still, you know, we bounce back and forth. We still kind of consider it, you know, just one big chapter still because we're all friends. We're all, you know, we all try to support each other and get out there as much as we can to, to help out. So our, our schedules are pretty much the same. So, yeah, th this is our last uh, big one for this year. Like I say, we are helping out another chapter down at the Myrtle Beach. But then after that, it's not until the Festival of Legends in April. Uh, I believe it's usually the third weekend in April yeah. out at Optimus Park in, in Apex. Yeah. And do you guys have uh, your schedules on a web, on your Facebook page? Or, or do you have, like, events that you people can RSVP yeah if you find to? us if you find us on Facebook we'll typically have the events posted there um, so that is that is a decent way to follow us yeah most of our events are usually in the spring and fall just because it's blasting hot during the summer and although this looks fairly comfortable it's actually not especially with the wool blanket underneath that that's the best part <laughs> you guys and don't do the uh, full body silk jumpsuits like they did in um, I think Angus Khan started using that with the Mon with the Mongol invasions I didn't know about that. I'm going to look yeah. into it. Uh, you have to look into that. I, I might be historically <laughs> inaccurate on who used it, but I know that I believe it was the Mongols used it because if they would get caught with a bow and arrow, mm -hmm. it, oh, would, yeah. it would twist. Yep. And then instead of pulling an arrow out like a porcupine, Craig, it would just twist out the way right, it came right, in right. with the silk, un silk jammies. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of the properties of silks. It's very tear resistant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they literally just pop it back out again. Yeah, and just, it would twist right back out the way it went in instead of piercing that skin with the backside of that arrow. Yep. So that's my contribution to their attire. Silk jammies. We appreciate it. Yep, always looking for new information. I'm an idea man, not the execution guy. Some of us <laughs> have to be. We get hit in the head a lot. Yes, this is true. Different kind of execution guy. <laughs> With that, I think we'll leave it. Uh, we'll close this segment out. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for Absolutely. having us. Absolutely, thank and you for uh, having us, yeah. Come, come see these guys wherever they're at because uh, just to look at, well, Brad uh, <laughs> is... Yeah, uh, he's just basically that giant stuffed teddy bear that uh, Tony Stark gave Pepper Potts in Iron Man 3. Yeah, uh, a teddy bear. And then you just put a whole bunch of leather on it, and it's like a leather-clad Teddy Ruxpin. It's true. For those of you that know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back later at, with more at Fayetteville Comic Con. Gentlemen, again, thank you for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. Yep. We'll talk. We'll, we'll be back soon, folks. Awesome. Uh, I'll help you guys get up. Thanks, Pat. Oh, it's all right. Let me get out of your way so you can do your tech thing over there. I thought something sounded weird. I'm yeah. glad this is still recording because I'm not taking that out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is Sean Fritz with a uh, 
Fayetteville check-in. I'm sitting here with character actor John Anderson. You might recognize him from all of the makeup he wore in Guardians of the Galaxy. Two. And two. Volume two. Yes. Full title, please. We're, yes. we're, we're fanatics here. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming uh, as well as he was in season two of Stranger Things, Black Panther. Guilty. Um, <laughs> and I can't see the rest of it from your from your uh, uh, placard over there. John, uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Greetings, programs. So, uh, John... Uh, what other movies have you been in that people might have heard from it? Flight of the Navigator, a little bit more obscure. I don't think you were in that anyway. But no, no, I was a young lad when uh, that was a great was film, a great though, movie, man. Too. Like, was that the Too Many Twinkies movie? The the line where it, it might have been. Hey, Gordo, I think Too so. Many Twinkies. Huh? You know, he's making fun of the fat guy at the gas station. I, so. I do believe that was that. Well, right, uh, right. He had the little weird eyeball thing in the spaceship that was Yes, he about. did. Yeah, You're right. right. Yeah, right. that's the one. I'm, I'm the king of obscure crap movies from the 80s. I love it, man. Uh, I've just watched the stuff this week. That's my favorite. Mm. Have you seen that? Killer Yogurt from Outer Space, man. I can't say that I have, the but stuff? I, I'm intrigued really? now. Oh, the stuff? I'm intrigued now. Killer Yogurt from Outer Space, it ranks up there with Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Uh, no, it was way, way more terrible than that, but awesome. <laughs> Well, now you're talking my language. Right, right. Any, the, the worse the film, the better, man. Like, oh, yeah. Especially if they're not trying to. Because a lot of films these days, they're trying to go out of their way to be, like, ironically bad. And, like, Sharknado, to mm. me, doesn't do it for me. Although, I can appreciate having Mark Cuban as the president. Sure, sure. But, I mean, like, if you say, you know, Sharknado versus, like, Chud or Ghoulies or The Gate. Yeah, Toxic no, Avenger. Oh God! Three. Yeah, anything trauma film, man. That's that's the bread and jam right there. Absolutely, man. right. Yeah, when they when they didn't try to make garbage and it ended up as hot garbage. Right, right, right. Like it was just a burden of, of the lack of funds and talent. They had to get creative. No, there were some talented guys on those. A lot of those makeup guys were amazing in those films. Those, those like bad 80s horror films especially. The slasher flicks, the mm -hmm. rule. Well, Darabont too. Politically I mean, uncorrect uh, horror film, genre films. You know, those are all great, man. I've got... A massive Blu-ray Blu and DVD library of this stuff. I love it. The irony is that they put those out on Blu-ray. Right. Well, a lot of those, man, well, there's a lot of VHS reinsurgence going on right now because a lot of those bad movies you can't get on Blu-ray. They just don't want to put them out. And, I mean, why would you remake an HD version of, <laughs> you know, some of this stuff? But if you can find it on VHS... You leave that for the bootleggers of the convention. Sure, sure. I, hey, I've bought a few of those too. <laughs> I think we've all bought a copy of Batman '66 before it was out on oh, DVD course, or Blu-ray. What else? Uh, Troops was the one back in my day that everybody looked for. Do you I'm remember that? I'm not familiar. It was uh, the guy that did the cops parody with Stormtroopers about 20 years ago. It was great. <laughs> it's great. Sand Troopers and killing uh, Luke's family by accident. It was great. Mm. That's. That's so like uh, kids. Kids just don't get it, man. Kids today have got the bone, man, because it's like they don't have kung fu theater on Sunday matinee. They don't have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. They don't have shitty drive-in film horror films or drive-ins. Period. period. Well, I've, no, actually, I've seen a few of them springing back up again. Okay. They're, you know, they they're kind of showing up at like I notice a lot of the abandoned malls are getting drive-ins. I guess they have okay. those massive parking lots. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean they actually use that that and, exact uh, thing in like Fallout as a sure. as a location for a drive-in theater. Right. And uh, a lot, you know, you don't have to have that little microphone thing hooked to the car anymore. They just use the AM Terrier. radio or whatever. Yeah, so. the tuner. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean like drive-in was the bomb when I was a kid. I think the last one I remember seeing Police Academy 2, I think. Before they got real bad. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they still had the goot. 
Yeah, they right. had the 80s, the 80s formula. Gutenberg right. and uh, 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 Michael Winslow. Well, Michael right. Winslow kept coming back and coming back and coming back. Hey, man, if you pay me, I'd keep doing them too, man. Have I that. love Police Academy movies. Yeah, uh, after a while they kind of fell off a cliff, but you're seeing still a lot of bad. reboots and sequels and rehashing and a lot of nostalgia flicks. Where's the Police Academy coming back? Could you do those again? Yo, yeah. If you got Steve Guttenberg and uh, Michael Winslow, and of course, you know some of the guys have passed away, but you had a couple of fresh characters in there. I think you could pull off a really great movie with you that. Bring in a Michael Che or sure, maybe sure. Colin Jones to play the straight man. Seth Rogen is one of the cops, you know. Well, because I mean, he, him, and Bill Hader were great in Superbad. Sure, sure. I mean, that was that was kind of like a throwback to to that late 80s comedy cop. Bill Hader should play the... Uh, the everything? Bad, well, yeah, well, everything, <laughs> yeah. He should be the uh, the bad guy, the... Uh, what was his name in the Police Academy movies? You got me. Uh, well, the, the chief. Yeah, yeah, the dick cop that dick, nobody yeah. liked, right. I, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I can't even think of it. Move I, it, move it, move it, yeah. <laughs> he, was also, uh, he was also in uh, Short Circuit. He played yeah. uh, the... the the, the 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 military guy. The sure, sure, in, yeah. In I think uh, he must have known Gutenberg or something. They must have been tight. But Gutenberg was like king of like everything early in the to early mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. And then not, but not sequels except Police Academy. Although I have uh, at home, I wish we had had this conversation yesterday. I would have <laughs> gladly gifted it to you. I have a four a DVD of Police Academy one two three four in one case. Oh, that's awesome. That's it's like the four good ones. Well, then, you know, before they go like assignment Moscow and some of this other terrible yeah, stuff. Yeah, Police Academy 17. Back to the well. Police Academy 17. <laughs> we're gonna do this one more time. Right. Please, please come, please come buy a ticket. Right, right. And I'd buy one because I'm a sucker for that stuff. For a it. dollar. Sure, sure. At the drive-in. Double feature. That was a RoboCop reference. Come on, keep up. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh my goodness. With uh, Kirkwood's, uh, Kirkwood. Kirkwood Smith. Smith. Yeah. The dad from right. from that '70s show. Where that was, guy is a great villain, though, man. Oh my goodness, just his facial expressions and just just his attitude. He's so cavalier, but he, he showed up a couple of times on like Star Trek Voyager and some of these other things too, man. He's a phenomenal actor, man. That guy is he makes anything. It's like a Robert Duvall movie. Is there really a bad one? There's a bad. Uh, there's never. Is there's there not a, a bad, bad performance Robert of Robert Duvall, but the movie he was in might be bad. But his performance yeah, is he's always still solid. It. Yeah, it's people. Yeah. Somebody tied a dog out falling down a week ago, and I was like, "You're nuts, man! That movie is amazing." Should have hit him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, metaphorically. Oh. You know, how do you feel about the Joker? I'm like, it's great. It was better the first time I saw it when it was falling down in Taxi Driver. You know, I've <laughs> been heard, coming up a lot lately on the on the memes. I've I've heard a lot of a lot of that where it's a Scorsese movie that sucks. I'm like, right. Okay. I'll still probably see it because I'm oh, sure yeah. Joaquin's great in it. Right. Oh, he was great. I, I believe. I mean, that performance was amazing. That guy's just just abstract enough that he can turn chicken salad into chicken Pretty shit much. and yeah. back right. again. Right. And he'd still eat it. <laughs> Well, he would. Someone else would willingly eat it. Sure. I mean, he might not because he knows how the oh, sauce. Oh, he knows is where made. it came. Yeah, yeah, he knows where the ingredients came. But, Absolutely uh, interesting. So, John, you're you're a character actor, as yes. you said, uh, an obscure. Well, no, you're talking about your movies being obscure. Sure. Uh, you you not so, not as much. You're just second level of the credits. No offense. No, no, it's fine. No, it's hey, it's my job to blend in. <laughs> you do a good job of it. Yeah, it's hard. It's six foot eight. You know, it's like. Well, I mean. But it's a lot Trillion. of aliens and witches and things like that. Things I don't have a problem with that. I'd much rather be Chewbacca than Han Solo. Yeah, because 
Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, the check clears the bank. Pay me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Disney's checks would clear. Sure, sure. I think they're good for it. Take it I think on. They're all right. Take it on faith. Yeah. So, sure. what what have you been in that's um, you know that people would be like, oh, I know you from that, or like, where are you most recognizable? Uh, Tag is one that I had just a weird amount of FaceTime in. So that one comes up. DC Doom Patrol episode I did this last summer. People were like, oh my God, you were a case for Christ, oddly enough. Hmm. Uh, Christian film I did. And I was in it for about three seconds, but people seem to remember that thing. I don't know why. Great movie. You know, fun time. Uh, Stranger Things comes up a lot. A lot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's... You've been in a lot of the Marvel movies, too. Yeah. Uh, uh. A lot, a lot of times they get cut too, but it's again, it's still get know, paid. Well, I'm a nerd, so I don't care one way or the other. I can still say I was there. <laughs> Do you get invited to the uh, the premieres? If oh you're... no, I'm not that cool. No, <laughs> well, they don't sneak you in the back door. They just don't want you on the carpet, or no, no, I don't even. No, I'm just not. I'm not that. Uh, I don't think I'm on that ladder yet. But uh, I'd rather, much rather, go see it with friends and family and stuff back home anyway. Go to the theater sense. and point at myself and go, "Hey, look, there's me." You know. <laughs> Uh, time and time and time sure, again. Sure, sure, sure. So you, know, you do some of these things, I forget about them because it'll be a year or two later, and then they'll pop up again. They're like, "Hey, were you in MacGyver?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was, man, <laughs> a couple nice. times." One of the uh, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, the reboot. I guess there isn't really a movie. No, not yeah. I guess not yet. But I mean, yeah, the TV show. Uh, you know, when I did that, when it was one of those things, like, hey, man, are you gonna bring back like BJ and the Bear or Airwolf or anything? When are we gonna do that over here? Street Hawk. Street Hawk. <laughs> I know I get you on that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's if Airwolf was worse, had a bike, a bike. No, it's like more of like Night Rider. All those are like if Night Rider was a plane, if Night Rider was a car. All oh, right, they were all he like is. AI bicycle, AI jet fighter, AI helicopter, and it was always in a cave or somewhere weird and obscure. But no, I love that stuff. Got to hide your toys somewhere. Sure, man. They can't just have the Batmobile hanging out on the street corner. I mean, do they? Is it wide enough or not narrow enough to? We to know the difference between Batman and Captain America, right? Batman has to hide his car when he gets out to go kick somebody's ass. Uh -huh. Captain America will ride the bike right up into the middle of the thugs, <laughs> get off, and tell him to watch it until he comes back, and it'll still be there. Like, Robin's jacking tires off the Batmobile, but Captain America <laughs> was such a pimp. They're like, hey, man, keep an eye on this. I'll be back in an hour, and it better be here when I get back. And nobody's touching it. Nobody's touching, uh, you know, old wingtip stuff. Right, right, right. But Nobody, the, yeah, like, the Batmobile's getting its wheels jacked and its rims. Well, because Captain it's, America. it's only one. Captain America just has an old flathead or a knucklehead. Sure. So, I mean, not that those are easy to come by anymore, but. Sure. But, uh, yeah, Captain America's the man. I love Batman, too. He's probably my second favorite hero. All credit due. But, uh, yeah, Captain America was no nonsense. Don't touch this motorcycle. Yeah. It's going to be your ass when I get back. Yeah, you see this face? You'll see sure. it again if you touch it. Right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, I never thought of it that way. That's, sure. that's, a good that's an interesting perspective. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is the things that kept me out of the really good schools growing up. But it got you into the really good <laughs> movies as an adult. You know, it's kind of funny because for every kid or, you know, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh, parent, teacher, something, like, you know, these comic books aren't going to get you anywhere in life. Sure. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you wish you could just track them down and say, well, Oh, no, they tracked me down. Trust oh, they me. Tracked, it's like, did they apologize right oh, away? No, no. It's we should get together and have coffee. I'm like, let's not. I'm just going to keep on living my life. How about that? <laughs> Good to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. Nice to know no, that you no, don't I'm remember. Nice. <laughs> I'm nice. I'm nice to people. But I'll make jokes about it all day long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why? I mean, lean into it. Why not? Right? Yeah, right. Like, I just don't have that mean bone, I think. I, I'd love to tell them all, like, yeah, you suck. I told you so. No, but I just, I'm like, thanks. 
Thanks. I'm like Eeyore. Thanks for noticing. Thanks, guys. I'm going to mosey over here with a nail in my ass. My kids love your movie. You you were in. I'm like, yeah. The movie dot, dot, dot that you were in. You were in, yeah. (laughs) Well, at least I recognize that you were in the movie. Sure, sure. So what's your, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. What's your, what would you say is your most iconic role that you've been in? Uh, Or played movie? I'm still hoping I haven't done that yet, but if I, there was to one, date, to date, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two playing a Ravager was probably the most fun. And and who were you? Uh, were you with? Uh, what group were you with? On um... I was on the Mutineers team. Okay, uh, for our listeners and me because I can't. I don't. I didn't know which ones were named what. Who sure. uh, Who was in that group? Was that the Stallone group or was that the Taserface group? That was the Taserface group. The Mutineers, the the guys that were t- kicking Yondu to the curb, so to speak. Got it. And and so which one were you? I was the Hurtarian Shran. Got it. Sure. Got it. Got it. I know who you're. I know who you're talking about. Sure. How much screen time was that? Uh, it's more than I thought it was going to be for sure. But uh, we spent a lot of time on that one. It was a lot of fun. Can you say if you are involved in the, in any upcoming Guardians sequels no. or <laughs> you can't say? Okay. Is this a film franchise of some sort? I, I know not of what you speak. I don't it, know. Uh, Guardians. It was the one. It was the animated movie with right. uh, Jack Frost and. Right. Uh, <laughs> Again, going back to terrible movies, kids. See how we brought it back full circle. Jeez, we are good at that. Zing! It is, it's not that old, either. No, it's not that. And it wasn't it's not, bad. The, not as bad as Jack Frost, Frost with Michael Keaton. Frost, the Keaton, Keaton movie. The Snowman. The Talking Snowman movie. Yeah. I watched that. I worked in a video store when that movie came out on VHS at a Suncoast Videos. It's kids, a video store is where you would go right. to buy or rent them. Suncoast was in the mall. A mall is... Where you bought video, VHS tapes, for that matter. DVD at, was like the at, new at rage. The time? That was yeah. the time frame? We had okay. like four feet of uh, you know DVDs and then like a whole store full of uh, crappy VHS tapes. But yeah, I remember having to watch Jack Frost for like four months on an endless loop. Uh. You'd think you would get to sit around and watch movies you like all day, but no, it's like here's your four tapes for the next six months. It's not an independent chain, so you got to do, or independent franchise, so you're you're handcuffed to what you couldn't give me, like Mr. Mom or Beetlejuice or something kick ass Batman. Suburban Commando. Oh, I I would watch that again. No, if you're going to go to a bad Hulk movie, man, it's uh, what was it? No Holds Barred, man. Zeus. There's a video <laughs> podcast out of Ireland. Right. These guys will critique old pay-per-views. Sure. And they got to the one. They actually did No Holds Barred as its own thing. Sure. And, man, they just tore it apart. Oh, my and God. It, because moved. it was awful. If, if, uh, oh, no, no, no. If, I'm sorry. I'm thinking No Holds Barred, was was that with Piper and Hogan or was that no, with that Zeus? No, that was Tiny Zeus Lister and okay, Hulk Hogan. That, that's, the one I'm, that's the one they did. I'm thinking of... Um, uh, What's that a, smell? Oh, you're thinking of Piper's, Piper's movie was uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. There was a different one that he did where he was a wrestler. Uh, he did one like a year or two before he passed away. and it, I think This it was, is in the 80s still. Oh, okay. The they Live was the big one from the 80s. Keith David. <laughs> Immortalized by South Park. Yeah, right. Well, no, that, <laughs> hey, like we're, we're hanking all over like bad movies. They Live is the shit. That movie is awesome. It's, that movie holds up better now than it did 25 years ago or whenever the heck they made that. That is one of my top fives, man. You can't beat up on, on the, They Live. It's Well, it's got uh, Keith... Um, Keith David. David, yeah. I mean, the voice of every bad guy ever. Oh, man. The you know, Join the Navy commercials, man. Oh, yeah. That's right. He does those, too. Go Navy. I mean, he's... America. Whew. <laughs> he's, he's one of those guys where you're like, I know that voice right now. And I've Everywhere. met the man. He is one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. But, but he looks so intimidating. Does, does he look intimidating no, as well? No, no, man. That guy is the nicest dude ever, man. Keith David rocks, man. If you're going to talk about wrestling, though, it's uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, what is that? I listened to one with Bruce Pritchard, and it's, it's uh, 
something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson. Okay. And they talk about they live in, or not they live, they talk about uh, No Holds Barred okay. for like two hours, and it is the best podcast I've ever heard. It's really? so damn funny. Well, speaking You've of. You've got to hear this stuff, the behind-the-scenes stories from Bruce Pritchard. It's Bruce, awesome. And so since you've mentioned Bruce Pritchard, let's just, this has gone way off Brother the rails. Love. And I love it. Oh, well, and Zip from yeah. the Body Donnas. Right, and right. Uh, what's his, uh, uh, well, from uh, uh, Heavenly Bodies, that sure. tag team. I mean, talk about the, I mean, you don't have to, I'm just saying in general, just the 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 chameleon likeness, not unlike yourself. Sure. See how I brought that back? Yeah, um, look you at that. Cool, to Bruce Pritchard. Right. I mean, he could, he was uh, a fitness freak. Sure. With the body Donnas. Right. He was. You know, Brother Love uh, was the signature character, though, man. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, oh, yeah. And it was basically a knockoff Piper's Pit type thing. It was supposed to be that in the... Sure. Uh, the, the, but he'd uh, come out that ultra red, red face and, like, that white suit. And it, it was brilliant, man. You can open them if you'd like to look what's in there. Yeah. They're not mysteries. I'm not a... How much is the infinity? 40. Yeah. I'll cut this part out. No, it's okay. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up. i got to yeah. get back over there. But yeah. it was awesome talking to you. Absolutely, John. Thank you right, for spending right. some time Right, right. Check with out us. the Conrad Thompson, Bruce Pritchard, something to wrestle I'll with. That's check a, that out. I've been listening to him great. with Arn, and it's... it's oh, I, man. I, I, there's a... there's Real quick, and then, and then yeah, I'll let the you go. Yeah, the enforcer is like 12 feet away from us, and it's it's killer. I, I'm scared to go talk to him. What, I, I muscled up. I went over there and said hello, man. I mean, how many dudes like Sergeant Slaughter or Arn Anderson from the Four Horsemen or any of these cats are going to make you feel like 12 years old again, dude? It was awesome. Go say Nobody. hi to him. The guy is awesome. But there, there's one, one of the, one of the four episodes that he's put out so far. Ironically, one of the four. Right. Uh, he, uh, Conrad's talking about, um, he's talking about one of his sponsors, Blue Chew, which sure. is sponsoring everywhere. You know, it's oh, that yeah. male gimmick that gets your gimmick, your tag. And sure. Conrad says, yeah, if you need to, to get the hot tag to get your gimmick working, and then <laughs> Arn just chimes in. I'm like, wait, hold on. That this just sounds weird. Arn Anderson talking about Blue Chew. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> Gonna holler for a dollar? Get strange for some change, Arn. Do it up, brother. Do it up. I mean, you do what you do, right? I think you have a customer, so I'm going to wander away. <laughs> Are you pulling that up, or? I'm, uh, I'm unlocking my computer, making sure that all this recorded. Oh, okay. Good yeah. news. It did. Oh, well, uh, shame on me. <laughs> We're talking about Blue Chews and Conrad and... Maybe this will get Bridger. them to be our sponsor. Who Maybe knows? they will. Maybe they'll come back, man. I'm a huge wrestling mark. I don't know about you, but we have a show on damn. our network called Hardly Kayfabe. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the words, uh, yeah, damn. <laughs> oh, geez, Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, brother. Uh, who that, was your favorite wrestler? Ron Simmons, that ugly ass thing that he wore when he first came into sure. the WWF with the hair plugs. Well, no, he was Nation of Domination. This too, is pre-Nation. Yeah, this is pre-Nation. But then he just wore the the, right. the African garb. Sure, sure. Who was your favorite wrestler? I can't deny the technical prowess of Bret Hart. Sure, the, I'd uh, go with that. He's got the original five moves of Doom. Sure, all pre-John Cena five moves of Doom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he jumps off of the, the second rope, the, the most dangerous rope. Sure. Um, uh, I like some of the goofier ones. I mean, everybody likes Doink, but not Steve Lombardi Doink. No. Matt Bourne Doink. Right, the original Doink. Absolutely. And um, I was always a Dusty fan. Dusty was great. 235 pounds of southern blue-eyed soul, baby. <laughs> Riding on the edge of a lightning bolt. <laughs> How could you not love Dusty Rhodes, man? Uh, WC WCW Saturday Night Commentary oh, yeah. did that. He's like, he's going to take it. Take it to the paint window. Punch Rick it in. Flair, of course. Hot Rod Roddy Piper. I mean, Flair Steamboat. 
Savage Sting. Steamboat. Sting was always my dude. Surfer too. Sting. Oh no, I like Crow Sting. Do you? I kind of was. Uh, I was over it after a while. Huge Outsiders fan. Outsiders were great, and then they and then you know they did the everything else and just split red sure. and white and yeah, yeah, uh, they red kinda, and black. Like, eh. They, right, they forgot what the hell they were doing. So there's no ending on this. Yeah. Man, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Absolutely, thank good you. Good talking to you. You guys have a good time at home. We'll see you on the next one.